if you are having problems and a doctor or someone else is not helping you to your satisfaction, shop around. You are not tied to the long-term murder care plan. And to be honest, the majority of the things that any healthcare practitioner, doesn't matter if they're a Reiki practitioner, psychic like me, Dr. Kalins, or anybody else that's been on your show, you will spend way less money over the totality of your life taking care of your health than maintaining a disease once you get it. What is on the other side of tomorrow? By the end of this very special episode with the love of my life, discussing Reiki, psychic surgery, and quantum healing, you may come to realize the answer is a lot more than you expected. Before we dive into demystifying the world of Wu, invite everyone you think would benefit from basing their shit and healing themselves to rate this show on Apple or Spotify. So who am I and why did I decide to host this show? Well, after unraveling all of the medical lies I had been told about my endometriosis, I educated myself and I was able to heal myself after 17 years of debilitating menstrual pain. On this show, whether it's endo or any other disorder labeled as chronic, we expose the lesser known solutions that can heal your mind, body, and spirit. My experience inspired me to actually live my art. So I created an ongoing art series about it called Every Phase, where I powerfully illustrate how I healed myself as I live by the phases of the female cycle and Freudian rhythm clock. The artwork shows what's happening in the brain and the body during each phase and reveals how to biohack and leverage this energy in your life. This month, we're in the ovulatory phase and the featured piece is about leaning into our differences as a way to unite with others instead of using them as a reason to divide. Watch for its release on the last Friday of this month and be the first to see it by subscribing to the series on my website, meredithochoa.com. While you're there, pick up a signed copy of my Augmented Reality interactive book, Face Your Shit, Heal Yourself, capturing all of the art pieces from the first year of the Every Phase series. Even though I was lied to for years by doctors promoting Big Pharma, I was able to find experts who helped me achieve the impossible. This show introduces them to you. Today, we are chatting with my other half, my partner and husband, Jason Latisse. In 2017, Jason sold his business in Little Five Points to focus on healing others as a Reiki master, as well as his innate psychic abilities, including the ability to find missing people. After working with hundreds of clients, he refined and sharpened his techniques to help those whom Western medicine had failed. Embodying his Reiki, psychic, and intuitive skills, he intends for anyone who has lost hope to discover for themselves the other side of tomorrow. Jason, my other half, my boo, thank you for joining me in another room of our house. <laughs> I know it is so amazing to be on your show in another room in our house. So but cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. It's a, it's been a long road for you to get here. So it's an amazing experience to be a part of, especially since we work together in separate fields. Yes. And it sucks to edit out Echo. So we're in separate rooms for that reason. <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't have to edit out Echo. We're, oh, yes, you are right. That. that is that's why we decided to do separate rooms. We took yeah, care of that. We really did. So, but no, thank you so much. It's amazing to uh, be here and to be heard by all of your listeners and viewers. So I have to ask, because I really don't know, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I can't tell a lie. I had no breakfast. I went straight to pizza for lunch. Yeah, you were it was there. Really good. I was That there. was my breakfast. It was awesome. And I can't argue with pizza, like, really for any meal. I mean, pizza for breakfast is pretty badass. 
I believe it was Bill Cosby a long time ago that when he was a kid, he had said that at late at night or something, he was thinking about eating cake and he was like, well, it's got eggs and flour. It's everything you'd make breakfast food. Oh, so I just want to have cake. <laughs> and I really like that idea of, you know, changing it up sometimes. I didn't really know what the whole skit was about at the time when I was a kid, but I really like the idea of having pancakes for dinner sometimes and yeah. swapping it up. Oh, God. I always think of the chip addiction when people talk about moderation, like who can eat just one? No one. It's a lie. No one. And it's okay. No judgment. I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. Having healed from endometriosis without you being a huge part of that. We've helped each other just tremendously throughout our relationship. I would love for you to share a little bit with everyone about who you are and how you came to face your own shit starting in this work. Just like everybody else, we all eventually come to a crossroads in our lives and usually, or hopefully we have a peer or some friend. And I just happened to be lucky enough that my friend and peer in my life at the time was a Reiki master and practitioner. So I think it was about 2003, I was going through a really rough time socially, just a lot of things in the world didn't make sense. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and I was seeing a lot of stuff that in the medical industry that was in it was infuriating to you know summate it into one word and it had gotten to me and one day i just woke up and i was just this boiling pot of rage and anger and my reiki master wade weldon had told me that i could make a choice that i could come i could do some of the things that i had talked about doing and probably not making the best choices or i could come to his house and he could introduce me into this concept. He had talked to me about it repeatedly, but never to the degree that I actually was willing to sit down and experience it. And man, after I had my first attunement, my life was changed. There was no going back. I, you just, you can't argue with experience. And I hit the ground running with it. I had my first attunement, I believe, in early 2003. Had my second attunement in 2006, I believe, 2007. And then I had my master attunement in 2012. And here we are today. Awesome. Yeah, it was very enriching. And I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything about it. That's all I can say is that Reiki or any healing modality or work that when you recognize the difference it makes in your life, you'll never go back. Very true. And shout out Wade Weldon. Part of my lineage as well. Definitely. Once you know, you can't unknow something as we talk about quite often. Try to unmake that soup. Speaking of, there's Reiki becoming more mainstream. There is, I feel like people are really clear. What is Reiki? What is that? Even just energy work in general. What do you wish more people understood about the spiritual field as in not only Reiki practitioners, but in working with psychics, energy healers, that whole world? That is a very good question. Thank you. Thank you, honey. I'm the only guest that can say that. The most important thing I want people to know is that there are real professionals out there. There are a lot of quacks, but there are a lot of professionals and there are a lot of people that offer help where you may feel lost, like how I work with paranatural events and families that have problems. But if Western medicine or anyone else has told you no and they can't help you, be open to anything, open to change, open to experience, open to strangeness. Maybe it's something that you haven't ever experienced or understood, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. That is one of the main things that I would tell people to. There are a lot more professionals than non-professionals nowadays that I've experienced. When I first moved to Atlanta in 2012, there were a lot of people that were like, 
I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm like, wow, let's talk about this. They were not. They were people that took like a weekend course to become a Reiki master. And it is best stated, easy to learn, hard to master, and wants a master, always a student. Pretty much as with everything else, but definitely when it comes to Reiki. I learn new things uh, every client, every patient that I work with, every animal. Something new comes up that I'm like, I had no idea that you could do these things. Yeah. I think people, too, also expect more from the spiritual field than even, like, traditional Western medicine. Like, they think that it's just magic. We've talked about, okay, mm, well, if yeah. it's real and it works, then why isn't this going away like right now? Or, you know, if you can read my mind. <laughs> right. What am I thinking right now? Sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Where that's another thing I guess I wish people would know more about is that sometimes just like how damage took time, so healing will take time. Undoing the damage will take time. There, I've seen miracles. Yeah, you've seen miracles. Everybody has seen, hopefully, a miracle to some degree. But to think that you're just going to poop a problem away is unrealistic. For sure. So, translational theory. Buzzword, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But it could be. What yeah. does that mean? All right. So translational theory is a concept that was brought about. I used to be a network technician many years ago. And when you're working with software or technology and the firmware and anything else, what you're dealing with is it's a translation between the software, like the graphical user interface, like how you have the icons that you click on that open up a program. The computer doesn't know that. That's for you to know and the computer understand that when you're looking at that, this is what you want it to do. The same principle kind of applies when you're talking about translational theory. When I first learned about this concept called psychic surgery, I thought it was really interesting that the idea that there are people who have the skill to perform surgeries without any incisions and people have results. I understand how it works enough to work through the illusions. So with translational theory is that at the base, we're all God tech and this is matrix. So translational theory is the idea that you can learn enough about the matrix that inside the matrix, you can manipulate it. And that is how we see what we call healing occur in front of people is because you have actually changed the matrix itself because you know enough about the matrix that the matrix does not know the difference. It does not see you as a part of like an NPC or some program running around it. It sees you as a program and it reacts to your thoughts and free will accordingly. Pretty cool. It's essentially like I was saying, so you're taking it from that graphical user interface and you're double clicking on an icon in the universe and the universe goes, Oh my God, you know what that means? Here you go. I mean, there's so much, there's so much we could say in diving into that, but I want to just go back to the beginning a little bit, even coming to the idea of translational theory, how it to be somewhat innate within you. I'd love for you to share about how you even came to this knowledge. I mean, most people are like, okay, do you develop psychic gifts? And of course, it is a skill, but then there are other things that are, we kind of already came here a little bit with. Well, that is another reason why Wade uh, is concept because of a lot of the stuff that had gone in my life. Some of the stuff I talked to him about that had happened when I, when I was a child, seeing things that weren't there, people that weren't there, knowing things about things that I shouldn't know about were just indicators to him that. Maybe I needed to focus skills that I didn't know that I had or that anybody has. Who, you know, nobody grows up telling you these things, or at least not in the era I grew up. I wish that somebody had said it's normal to possibly see shadow figures at night. 
you know, would have saved me a lot of sleepless nights. So the way the transitional theory came up was that doing work, doing healing work with people, that there were times where I could see, because a lot of the times when I'm doing work, I don't have my eyes open. I'm just focusing on what I'm doing at the time. And I realized that I could see inside of people. I could see disease tissue. I could see things because the light was different, even with my eyes closed. Like having you sitting directly in front of me and closing my eyes and putting my hand on your head. And it's like the best description is a built-in MRI machine, just seeing what was inside. And that's when I was like, how is this possible that you're seeing it? And the only way that it could be done is that your brain is translating information from source because it's not coming from your eyes. It's not coming from your hands. Your hands could be sitting still and you could still see something. How's that possible? So in those moments, you have to be tying in to some vibrational frequency of the universe that's out there, just like water, air, and everything else, but you have to be vibrating at the frequency in order to see it. And I don't know if all healers experience it, but I have discussed with many who have that they see the way that I do at times, where they can see that people have come in and they think that they need physical healing. And it turns out that by what you see, they actually have an emotional blockage around their heart chakra. So they come in for ankle pain or knee pain. They can't walk. And it turns out that it's because they had a fight with their grandmother who died four days after the fight 20 years ago. And that energy crystallized and pulled up in an odd part of the body. It's really amazing what can come up when you get deep down and root out the illusory information of the third density material. I've seen this happen. So I know some of the stories and things that you're referencing, even with our friend the other day, speaking of quantum healing, which is a hot buzzword thrown around today. Yeah. Let's share your thoughts on how you would describe quantum healing, because I know, so they're Reiki, and then obviously you have your psychic gifts and medium gifts, which not every healer has. And then there's quantum healing, which is something different, but they all round out into a full spectrum of right. healing. And it takes more than one approach. It's like the bio, biological, psychological, and spiritual approach. So speak a little bit about coming from the quantum side, quantum healing is. I would say that from practice and observation that quantum healing is changing vibrational states with everything being made of light. To be realistic is everything around us is made of electrons. Well, all right, let's back up a second for some of the people who might not know. So Reiki is the Japanese word for life force. That's essentially what it is. So it works with life force energies. It's not to be confused with Star Wars or well, the forest. Nobody is lifting up trees and crap with this life force energy, but you can do profound healing work and change cellular metabolism with this energy because it works coincidentally with your free will, which is a very powerful force, which, you know, most people don't really actuate the way that they should. But if more people were to review and understand, I suggest people look into the law of one. This is very good information for what we are talking about, especially with quantum information and materials, because it is the most dense in information about the reality of the fabric of our universe and everything else. So with that in mind, when it comes to quantum healing, what we are talking about actually is people's free will intertwining with source with a facilitator. So just like how with our friend a few weeks ago where um, our friend had the show and you were there and the conversation that I had was I wanted him to do the work. 
right? Because you saw that I had my hands on him, but I was giving him the explanation. And then afterwards, it was I wanted him to get out of the car, go and open up the hood, fix the engine himself, and get back in the car. And you could see the difference in his hand mobility almost instantly. And then again, using the same technique again and again, I've been using it for years, but I didn't really realize how profound it was to, to the mobility aspect of things. I've used it on healing for burns and physical wounds, but not things that I'd never thought about applying the concept to people who haven't been able to use their limbs for decades. When we were down in Florida, the most recent instance was she hadn't been able to use her hand for about 10 years. There was the fact that she hadn't been able to sign with both hands. And now she can. I didn't realize when you do this all the time, you don't really think about other people watching you either. Because I forgot that there were even other people in the room when I was doing it. So. It was just really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're absolutely right. You don't even think about it because the eye can't see itself kind of thing. You are so used to having this. And it's like, oh, yeah. You know, actually, people, they're you. <laughs> I let him to get out of the car. That's what struck me most about quantum hearing is that it's the complete opposite of our Western model where it's outside in. I go to this person and they tell me what to do. What you just described is you get out of your car, your body, and you go in and look under your own hood and face it yourself. And you heal yourself with a guy. Much, much different model than I'm reporting to someone or I'm taking orders from someone that knows more than me and saying, no, 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 you already know because you formed these knots. <laughs> so you already know how to solve them. The solution is there just by the problem being there innately within you. That's what struck me most about what you said about quantum healing and what we experienced with a friend. And I know what makes you different talking about having psychic abilities and this quantum healing approach in combination with Reiki. But I want to know what you think makes you different than other Reiki practitioners and intuitives. It's the ability to have a conversation with anyone about anything in healing quantum states how it all works together. We could talk about God all day long. We could talk about creator, whatever your version of creator is, your spirituality, your religion. It doesn't matter. It's all beautiful to me. But the reality is that we are all mind, body, spirit complexes. So we, it, we can talk about that's supposed to be the beauty of it is it's supposed to be different so we can all teach each other things. If it was all the same, it'd be so boring. You imagine having the same three meals every day for your life, like having no variety. Sire, I can hear joining I, us for the show. Yes. Third guest of the evening is Siren. She's going to talk to us about her litter box habits. She might be. She's loving her she, name, Siren. She, she really is. I can hear her through the floor. That's how loud she is. I don't even hear her on the headset. I can hear her through the floorboards. She has a lot to say about quantum healing. And she does. About it all. The reality is that there is no division between any of us. And I think, especially when you talk about the law of one and those books are great and then raw and freaky and all of that. But it's just the simple truth that at the higher levels, there is no division. But celebrating our differences in a way that brings us closer. Whereas now, people use differences to divide and push away. When in reality, just like you were saying, how boring it would be to have a same meal like over and over. To enjoy the differences that we have and it actually brings us closer together 
realizing our connection and compassion with those differences in other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Division is the disease. Anger is the virus. And anything but love-filled actions is creating karma. You don't want that smoke. Don't bring that shit into your life. Yeah, it comes back to you because it is you. If you're putting out there, you'll wonder why. And maybe oh, the pendulum always thinks, yeah, because it's you. Because you're doing that. So you're putting out shit. The shit's just coming back to you because that's all there is at the higher level. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Try to explain instant karma to anyone. And literally they're like karma doesn't exist and i'm like instant karma is totally real and long distance karma exists as well and they're like when i'm like just go try to randomly <laughs> kick a cat just Joe full swing just Joe go try to punt a cat i guarantee you something really effed up is going to happen to you mid swing period so let's talk about the skeptics we have to don't you love it I love oh, uh, skepticism. Yeah. Skepticism. I implore skepticism. I really <laughs> do. I love it. And it's because if you are working with the truth, then you don't need to be afraid of anything. And you've seen mm -hmm. me do it with people. I don't know how many videos we have of people being skeptics, even in our own house, when I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of spiritual activity going on downstairs. No, there's not. Let's yep. go investigate that. Let's go shine a light. Let's face some shit. Yeah. Let's go turn on a bright spotlight and watch your reality shift around you. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you not <laughs> hearing the part about translational theory? We were all talking about it. Where were you? Like, it's so crazy. But yeah, just like even like what happened when we went down to the conference down in Florida, even the three different healing events occurred. And one person was a skeptic to everything until that moment. And the most prevalent part was when the spirit of his deceased family member showed up. Yep. You can't make I'm that shit up. And he even said it there. He's, you can't do this. It's not like you came into my house and just set up a whole bunch of events for this to happen. And I'm really glad because it all really started when his son openly said, I have a spirit in my bedroom and I want to show you where it is. And when, when his dad looked at me and he was like, well, it's kind of news to me. I didn't really know. But as <laughs> soon as he found out I was a psychic, he took the opportunity to jump on. Can you help me solve this problem? Yeah. That's really cool. Just like what we were talking then, about in oh. Karma, does it require your belief in it? to happen to exist as we say it so often doesn't need your belief in it it's still going to happen is it karma spirits all of this stuff how about the skeptic statement you know well with all this spiritual stuff it can't be necessarily measured well, i know you're credible i would I, I would implore the people to ask that question too because there there are so many people that can go out and do a weekend course and supposedly become Reiki masters. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I've never solicited myself because I've never had to because word of mouth has been prevalent enough, especially having owned a business and little five points where I already worked there for two years and everybody knew where they could come find me because I was there 10 hours a day, five days a week. It's not too hard. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go in there and get healed. Yeah, come in. I'm pretty bored today. Just do some, let's do some work. Get a but lot more no, than that. Yeah. <laughs> Many lives were changed in that store. But no, so for the skeptics, I would say, remember that if you have a need, you must have an open mind. But if you go into something with skepticism, if your door is closed, it's the same thing. You, no energy is going to be exchanged in that because you were putting up a block. To it, You might as well just be holding up your hand and saying no. But my skepticism with people starts with overcharging to begin with. And a lot of people, if you go looking for it, you'll recognize it online. I don't even have to tell you. There's a lot of craziness out there. There's a lot of 900 number ant 
ideas that you can call and they'll definitely take your dollar and tell you some crazy shit that they probably Facebook searched you while they were on the phone with you. And they're like, yeah, well, John Smith. Yeah. Look at this. Oh yeah. You drive a red Camaro. You're going to wreck that car. It's so easy to fool people that I actually like coming across the frauds, come across them all the time, because as soon as you run into them, you started, you can usually root it out pretty quickly. To be honest, a real psychic will tell you that they don't get a read on everything all the time, that it's not always puppies and kittens and rainbows like we were talking about the other day, that people think that, oh, it must be this amazing get. Hell no. I had a 68-year-old black woman at the foot of our bed that wandered over from the cemetery because she thinks that I'm going to be able to talk to her grandkids. Okay. That's the, that's the kind of stuff that happens to people that's not the fun stuff. If people knew what it was really like, they wouldn't watch horror movies. Right. Hopefully nobody ever has to be a part of an exorcism. But hence, you know, aspects of our lives... We have been exposed to training and exorcisms and doing odd things to protect ourselves. And it's necessary because of not so much the type of work you do, but because you are my wife and we're in the same household that something may try to follow me home that may affect our house. It doesn't happen very often, but you know that it has happened. And for the skeptics, <laughs> come see some of the crazy stuff that can happen. Yeah. I'm skeptical about a lot of videos and what people call paranormal online. The question has come up. Well, how do I know you're credible? If I can't read it in the paper and it can't be measured and all this other crap that we've been conditioned to believe that something's real because someone okay. told us. Yeah, I got you completely. I got off tangent, but here's how you know. Remember when we first moved into the house and I couldn't sort out what was going on here. So we thought maybe we could get an outside opinion and the person brought into the house. Oh, now you remember the situation. It is probably fraudulent when the person charges per instance, and maybe they start more shit than they solve. They had a psychic in our house and stir up a shitstorm with the spirits in our house caused a whole lot of problems for me. The cats were going insane. Don't mess with the cats. Yeah. And when reached out to this person and said, hey, things are worse now than they were before, it's going to be another $250 for me to come into your house. Really crazy. So... It starts out as a discount rate for you to come in, start some shit, because now you're creating, so you're creating the virus and the antivirus. Thanks, yeah. Bill Gates. What the hell? Yeah. So, yes, that's how you can spot a fraud. Anybody who does not have an initial charge and they don't have follow through, and it's just part of what they're doing, probably a scam. And if they have too much I'm grandiose. Look at how great I am. Be weary. Be really weary. Because I remember I met a Reiki practitioner years ago that she wore fur coats and lots of gold. I was a little confused about how much are you really healing? Now she was scamming a lot of pokes. Right. And I think when people ask that question, well, how do I know you're credible? Who are you? Wait, you don't really know that until you decide, like you said, to be open. You make a free will choice to look and see for yourself because it's not something that we can compute or adds up to be defined as real in this 3D matrix world, just like everything else. Oh, well, we know this is good because this person said so or this organization did. It's not like that. So it's just a more sovereign way of making a decision and making a belief for yourself. Well, you know what? Here's how I'll handle that. In the future with the YouTube channel that we're going to be shooting based around this is every single person that I have ever worked with, even the people that wish to remain anonymous, I will have them write or give at least some type of testimonial. And I guarantee you, I will have a book about that thick by the time I get through. 
Absolutely. Oh, that's just a fact. I've worked with over four or 500 people that have literally just, the universe has randomly put them in my path and it's either, God, we can't even get into the number of miracles of people just, you know, running into me the day before they were going to commit suicide. Like they had just planned on doing it. Yeah. And they have a conversation with me about the actual, well, actually, you know what? Their purpose, they were actually told for the first time in their lives that I'm like, you didn't know why you're here? Blah, 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 blah. And it really sucks that you were planning on taking yourself out of the equation tomorrow. And they're like, oh my God, you know. But like, yeah, because the universe brought you here for a reason. Not just yeah. like here to earth, but brought you here because nobody should take themselves out of the game. Because I hate to tell everybody, it's a game. And it's a fun game if you let it be a fun game. It really is. It's supposed to be. The meaning of life. Drum roll. Is to give life meaning. Come on. The answer's right in front of everybody's face. It's your whole time. Don't let anybody else ascribe to you your purpose. If you don't know what it is right now, that's okay. If you don't know what it is tomorrow, that's okay too. Nobody knows what the hell. I don't know what's going on right now. Who am I? What is this thing? Oh my God, I hear cats meowing. No, I'm just kidding. But no, it's okay. It's okay to be where you are in life. But what is not okay is to be in pain. Emotional, physical pain, that is not a normal part of life. And it is also not a normal part of life to be taking antacids, everything else. It's not normal for you to have to take, you know, to have migraines every day and to have to take an OTC for it. That's not normal. And if you are seeing a medical professional that's telling you that it is, they're not probably your friend. Because the main purpose of any healer, and I would consider doctors are supposed to be healers. I want to see you as little as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see you all the time. And it's not because I don't love you, but life is supposed to be being lived. We just said what the secret of life is to give life meaning. Right. This isn't coming from somebody who's perfect. Up until my early 30s, I was chronically ill all the time until I took things into my own hands, period. I realized that, like, why is it that the things that they're giving me make me sicker? And then they're telling me to take other things on top of my sickness for what they gave me. That's not normal. It's not to demonize all aspects of Western medicine at all. Like you say, if you get hit by a bus, Western medicine's pretty good at putting you back together. But they do not go through the functional medicine approach like what Dr. Kalins does, Dr. Jeffrey Kalins, anybody's watching this show, New Concepts Wellness, check them out. You should go, they'll save your life. But they, there's so many modalities that people are afraid of because they go to a doctor and they're like, yeah, you know, they don't do anything. I, you know, Reiki practitioner, bleh. That's because you may possibly be taking money away from their pocket. Even if you do it for free and it works, they will tell you. That it's no good. Right. When you say, like, how many people have you helped? When you are just putting someone on a drug and just going through the paperwork and the bureaucratic kind of rhythm of, okay, check in. Okay, how are you? Okay, check out. You know, because of billing and because the government says you can only see a patient for this amount of time. And, okay, I'll get this drug because that's the book that are in says to do. It's That's what you're talking about with help. Is that helping? Because if someone's still on the same drug for 40 years or 30 years or even just 10 years, and they still have the same problem, what is that? You still, you know, that's not actually treating the issue. No, it's not. You're, what it is, you were creating clients, not cure. And when you put profits over people, you, period, it doesn't matter, that whole rule about developing karma, you may think that you are doing and serving the public, serving humanity. But when list of side effects consistently lists, and it doesn't matter what specific medication it is, when you see death as the final word in a period where it's like may cause gastroenteritis, blah, 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 Death period. May cause death. <laughs> By the way, this treatment may you're healing may cause death. Why is not? That's so 
literally, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how people don't read that part. And then the face they make is like smelling your own fart. You should be like, because it's like how ridiculous. It's like the fluoride. Let's talk about the fluoride for just one second, because we can. It does not make any sense. And I dare anyone to argue this with me. Why does it say if you swallow more than a pea-sized amount on the toothpaste tubes in the boxes to call poison control, that same amount of fluoride that's in the pea-sized amount is the same amount of fluoride in eight ounces of water they put in the municipal water? Prove me wrong. I'm going to give everybody my email at the end of this. Email me. Can't do it. Because it's true. It just doesn't make any sense. I did like my grandmother, she was German. She's literally killing rats when I was a kid with powdered fluoride out in her shed. And then I never even thought about it until years later when I changed using fluoridated toothpaste. Because when I was a kid, I always started gagging after breakfast when I brushed my teeth. It was weird. I never could figure out why. And then it was because my body stopped doing that because I got used to the amount of poison I was exposing myself to. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's not modern medicine. That's the... Uh, That's just the long-term murder plan, like you say. Yes. Let's talk about that. The long-term murder plan that we love so much in America. It's not a health plan. It's not. Because if it was, we wouldn't have a condition of what I call Americanitis. And if you don't know what Americanitis is, just go to any restaurant, fast food center, mall, look around, and I'm, I don't have to tell you what it is. I'll give you a hint, though. It involves waistlines. I'm not yeah. going to say any more than that. I'm going to let you figure it out from there because I'm pretty sure the average American is smart enough unless, the, you know, the toothpaste has been working. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of looking around at the world around us in reality, what is your vision for the new world and the new normal in health and spiritual community? Self-reliance, period. Self-reliance in healthcare, your lives, everything. Stop relying on anyone else it is okay to be with each other and need on occasion each other but as far as your life and your health goes if you are having problems and a doctor or someone else is not helping you to your satisfaction shop around you are not tied to the long-term murder care plan and to be honest, the majority of the things that any healthcare practitioner, doesn't matter if they're a Reiki practitioner, psychic like me, Dr. Kalins, or anybody else that's been on your show, you will spend way less money over the totality of your life taking care of your health than maintaining a disease once you get it. Oh, yeah. The pennies to the dollar. You can sit there and you're going to spend thousands of dollars on an HMO and medical care that you can't even use till you meet like a $5,000 cap. You got to spend $5,000 of your own money before the medical insurance that you're currently paying for even kicks in. Now, that granted, that's not everybody's plan. And I know there's going to be a lot of haters out there, especially the people that are in the industry that well, there's benefit death. from it. We talked about it. We are like the packages. There's like middle death, medium-sized death, and then catastrophic Large death. Yeah. Catastrophic death. Yeah. How much death are you willing to accept paying us? A little bit of death. Not a death. <laughs> and actually, how much pain do you want to be in while you are suffering from that death? Questions to consider. Because those are the things that people really don't ask their healthcare providers. Just like your friend that I did a diet and lifestyle analysis for a couple months ago, right? comes right down to, I promise you, if you have a full blood work and urine and fecal panel done, you're going to be shocked at what you find out has been in your body for the last 15 to 20 years. Okay. 
it was like that time when you were feeling really sick a few years ago and I pinpointed that you were emitting radiation, literally could sort of feel, you literally had no metal on you and could put that field meter right over your heart and it was going off and the human heart shouldn't produce that type of energy. And you were, and that was because you had been saturated by it somehow. Math. I mean, everyone's saturated. And then there's everybody. Oh yeah. Every human being has a certain saturation level. I can't remember the name of the company right now, but I would definitely suggest that everybody go and get. DMO. And then there's Shungite too. Shungite. Shungite is a really good, yeah. Shungite Mm -hmm. is a really good stone for debuffing electromagnetic radiation, poisonous and sickness. But just so everybody knows that one of the primary symptoms of electromagnetic poisoning radiation is migraines, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, anxiety. Anxiety for sure. Just saying. Really, I noticed. Especially if you're not an anxious person, there's no reason. And it's just there. That was what hit me with the EMS. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, your symptomology that day I came home made no sense. And I couldn't pinpoint anything until I was just Mm -hmm. like, let's try this. It's so weird when the thing that is furthest from your mind ends up being the thing that you try and it works. So, Boo, do you know what time it is? It's my favorite time. Biohacking with art has to be. Amen. I love it. I love it. If you had to describe what you do in your energy work, the whole spectrum with any art medium, how would you make it and what would you choose? Brain glitch. No, I already know what I would do. So a lot of the times when I'm doing healing work and I would love, because I've never really actually had the conversation with other practitioners because we don't really talk about the business while we're together because we do it all the time. But so I see diseased energy a lot of the times in like dark, opaque, can't see through it. Kind of like how when you die Easter eggs right? That, what is that called? It's not exactly pastel. It being opaque is an indicator that light, it, it's obviously, it's disease, tissue or energy or crystallized patterns. There's something wrong that's in there. And the translation, when you give it light to heal, when the energy flows into it, there's this break-even point where you can't see what's going on. And just like how I was saying with the translational theory, what I have witnessed is as if you were watching an antibiotic eat a microbe or a bacteria on a Petri dish under a microscope, I've watched the light go in and eat away the darkness and then turn that into this brilliant changed color. It's the same color. So let's just say the heart chakra, for instance, right? Doing heart chakra work with somebody. The color starts out, it looks like malachite. It's like this greenish mottled color. It's impossible to see through. It's got like dark bandings around it because the dark, well, it's the dark. And then when the light is doing its work, what happens is it changes it from that mottled coloring to it turns it into this brilliant color where it's more like you're looking at at it through stained glass like how light hits stained glass in a church and it starts to radiate light and it glows instead of light reflecting off of it, it emanates light. So it's really, really beautiful. I wish I could share that imagery with other people. Yeah. Well, you're making your art piece, remember? So <laughs> Yeah. As a matter of fact, with some of the stuff that we've done around here, we could actually make that a reality. Yeah. So okay. what would you choose? So is that what you would choose, your paint? I would choose watercolor. Okay. Because, yeah, because, you know, that piece that you did where we made the, we used the fluid paint that was blue and pink. Yeah. That we put together. Yeah. That's very much how the color looks in whatever spectrum, respectively, you're looking at or whatever chakra it is. And then 
think about it going from that to looking like brilliant Gatorade where like you can see it where it's like opaque liquid to go into translucent and light can pass through it. That's the best analogy. That would be my art piece. Cool. It's been so badass and not such an understatement to have you here with us and just to know you and to love you and to have you as part of my life. My other half, I like to say sometimes my better half, even though you, <laughs> it's, it's true we sometimes. We're totally, e we're totally equals. Absolutely. I just like to have fun with it sometimes. I know. I know you do. You actually, I would say you're my better half. <laughs> Maybe. Depends on the day. You know like what? It, yeah. As long as it never lands on the same day, the world is a safe place. Correct. So tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about your work. All right. So what I specialize in is I do psychic advisor work and I also do spiritual counseling work for people. I do Reiki right now. Primarily, I've been working with stroke victims and burn victims. And if people have, I call it paranatural as people will discover in the future YouTube videos. But if you have paranatural events or unknown things going on in the house, especially if children are involved, reach out to me. Wherever children are involved, I will always come in guns blazing because I don't like when spirits mess with children, people mess with children. Just leave kids alone. Let them be kids. Is it really that hard? So if you want to do that, you can put whatever it is in the subject line. If you were interested in psychic advisor work, psychic counselor, put that in. If it is Reiki, like I said, just send an email and we can decide if we can fit that kind of work in. And then if it falls under the paranatural, put that in the subject line. And then what's going on, how to contact you. But the email address is the other side of tomorrow, 812 at gmail.com. The other side of tomorrow. I love the that. other side of tomorrow, 812 at gmail. But yeah, if you are feeling lost and you need help, reach out. I've got your back. Sweet. We'll also list all of these resources and Jason's contact info in the show notes. I hope that everyone is able to take away something from this magnificent conversation today <laughs> to help them go out, face their shit, therefore curing themselves. And remember, as always, the truth will set you free. We will see you all Fact. next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode or you think this show would be useful for someone else, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets with family and friends or subscribe with the link below to receive exclusive perks. And if you're feeling really generous, please leave a review on podchaser.com, YouTube, Apple Podcasts and pick up a signed copy of my book about how I healed myself from endometriosis on my Instagram at Meredith W. Ochoa. Thank you so much for listening and for having the bravery to face your shit and heal yourself.